Feast High. Welcome back. Here we are for another minute of Wildcat Minute, the show where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. It is indeed. It's it's January 7th, Condra. Tomorrow's my birthday. Oh boy! Happy almost birthday. Let's let's get as many people on Twitter wishing me a wow. <laughs> This is so This wow. is so selfish. I don't like this at all. <laughs> At Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y, we'll see who our true fans are. I won't tweet you. True fans of what? I already said Wildcat Minute. Oh, true fans of who? <laughs> the amateur nerds. Who are? Condra. And Tyler? I don't like this implication of true fans of us. <laughs> I was just using it to get things going. Okay, well... Not to gatekeep anyone. Or put us on a high horse or anything like uh, that. Our gates are our gates are wide open and we are on the lowest of horses. <laughs> Not even on a horse. We're on the ground. <laughs> Maybe dumb We're just six thrashing feet about below. in the mud. Yeah. So today we are talking about minute seventy. Minute seventy starts out with Taylor declaring what really matters, which is Troy. Troy? Oh man, how how did we not guess that? And ends with Miss Montez saying she will. I will. Well, yeah. She there says quotes, I will. There were quotes around when I said that. You just yeah. couldn't, couldn't hear them. Yeah, that's why I said she will. <laughs> there were brackets around the she. Oh, okay. I thought she was referring to her favorite White Album track, I Will. No, because her favorite White Album track is... Um, Honey Pie. Honey pie. Yeah, I was going to be like, honey pie. She took me a second to remember. <laughs> yeah, so Taylor finishes out her quote unquote apology to. You're, you're still a little skeptic. I, I, I will get to the thing where she says I tried, but let's let's take her apology on face value for now. Okay. She's talking about uh, what really matters. It's like not the academic decathlon. That's just a thing. That's whatever. It's how you feel about us and how you feel about, even more importantly, Troy. Troy. And that is an important sentiment. Like people and like relationships and like being a good person to the like the social groups around you is more important than status and achievements. And I think that's a very realized take for Taylor to have. Yeah, a very sudden take. Yeah, it is a little sudden. You're right. And, and I think that's where I'm coming from. Like some of these things are just so out of character for Taylor. Like I love that she could potentially adopt them, but it. We haven't seen any of these characteristics in her before, so I'm just, like, dubious because is she just trying to play our girl Gabriella? Yeah, it's tough when you have, a like, a secondary or tertiary character who doesn't have a lot of screen time that's, like, going through a, a changing moment, and we don't really get to see much of that change on screen. We just have to assume it happens. And I think it's fair to be like, well, before she was a little mean and now she's apologizing and having maybe a moment of growth. And like, it's not that it's not unrealistic of yeah. her to have this moment of growth. It's, I think it's very reasonable for her to be like, we were jerks. We're sorry. And then like, now we've realized what's more important. We'll see how she acts upon those changes as we get into the third act of the movie, but yeah. But then Taylor turns her, Gabriella kind of like leaves it at that, doesn't say anything. Gabriella just doesn't respond. She's yeah. just like, I'm just going to write chemical uh, shapes on the board and ignore you now. And Taylor turns her back and looks at everyone and very, I read it as apathetically as like, we tried. Yeah. And like, she says- I think says she says, it, I tried. No, she says, we tried. 
Okay. I didn't have the subtitles on, I think, so. <sighs> That's where I'm like, did you try? Giving up so quickly is like, <laughs> yeah. well, then you did. If you're able to turn around and say, I tried and give up that quickly, then you clearly didn't try as hard as you could have. Yeah. And like shrug your shoulders and like look at everyone like, well, you saw me do it. Like, yeah. and everyone else while well, looking like, ugh. Especially, there's a couple, like a couple people that look like, "Ugh, I can't believe she didn't accept that." Like they look annoyed. Well, it's weird because Gabriella's position is like, "I'm still on your academic decathlon team." Yeah. So let's just not talk about Troy anymore. Like, and we'll still be friends or whatever. Yeah, we'll be colleagues. Yeah, so, but so Taylor's like, "No, I want you to do other things and not worry about being." friends or colleagues with me but like focus on that other thing it's like a weird take that gabriella's like no i just want to be friendly <laughs> yeah although is it even friend like gabriella just wants to drown herself in work it seems like yeah, that too she has her pensive chalkboard face yeah she's just like hmm i don't I, that i think was too happy of a chalkboard look that you just gave i think it was a bit more like forlorn hmm yeah Anyway, uh, but you're right. You're right. Somewhere either in who's the actor that plays Taylor? Monique Coleman. Somewhere either in Monique Coleman's performance of the line or just the, the writing. Like, why? Why did they bother including, you know, I or we tried? She could have just turned around and been like, like shrugged her shoulder. Like, well, if if she's not going to accept our help now, then I don't know what to say. Like, yeah, it's OK to be like, oh, man, I tried, but nothing I know how to do is going to get through to her. It's another thing to be like, well, I tried, but whatever, which is a little more the direction it goes. Yeah. And I think to just the the casualness of it all, like there's no sincerity behind that or Yeah, it it makes it look like everything she just said was like a line that yeah. she was trying to use. And especially if Gabriella heard all like heard that, it'd be like, well, they were faking it anyway, so what like, is anything they say true and, like, is unfair to Gabriella? Bunch of phonies. Yeah. Everyone at the school is phonies. fake. <laughs> I mean, everyone we've seen so far, like, Sharpay, like, everyone Gabriella's really interacted with, Darbus, Sharpay, Ryan. I would say Kelsey maybe is the only one that's not, like, been super fake. <laughs> Kelsey is what she is. Yeah, and I that love is Kelsey. amazing. <laughs> Kelsey is um, MVP. Um, the other thing I noticed is one of the scholastic decathlon as they were turning to leave the room or leave Gabriella's presence, one of them puts his glasses back on and it's like you took them off to stand around some, like Well maybe maybe he's like nearsighted, so when you're just talking to someone, you can see them just fine, but once you start walking through a hallway, it's like, well, I can't see things that are far away now. That's fair. Then we cut to commercial break. Yeah, we fade to black. <laughs> do, 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 buy moon shoes. Uh, the, the little shoes that you put on, you, you jump around all crazy. Okay, back to, now back to the movie. That's, that's what, that's what the, uh, I'm Hillary Disney Channel Duff, voice would say. I'm and you're watching Disney Channel. And then you draw the little shape. Yep. <laughs> and now back to the movie. Yeah. There we go. So, Troy, walking down the street, faces pass, and he's homebound. No, he's not. Well, um, he no, is, he's, he's, he's doing... homebound to a particular home. <laughs> no, he's doing um, the uh, Bee Gees walk. He's got more of a staying alive vibe going. Really? Yeah, he's got the... 
Like when he left his house, he was definitely like, yeah, I look great. I'm going to go apologize. This is going to be awesome. I see. I don't think he looks like. No, probably not. Up. He looks kind no. of nervous and sad. Like, OK, but in relation to Bee Gees and Disco, this denim outfit he has oh, very much boy. staying alive. He's got <laughs> denim on denim and a blue button down underneath. He, or it's not a button down. He's got a blue shirt a on think. underneath. Yeah, he is rocking that Canadian suit. Yeah, it's it's wild. I don't know what costume designer was like. Right now for this scene, Troy, you are going to be wearing jeans, a blue shirt, and a denim jacket. Canadian suit is an idiom I've never heard before, but yes, that. Honestly, though, this is so mid-2000s, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> like, denim on denim was like a thing for some reason. And, I mean, most famously, um, Britney... Spears and Justin Timberlake at some award show wore matching denim outfits. You can do lots of denim, like if you're kind of like punky and you have like lots of pins and stuff. Yeah. But this like is like Kelsey blue could pull jeans. off denim on denim. Dude, that'd be adorable. Or if it's different colored denim, like I have a denim yeah. jacket that's like a black denim. I guess then it's not really denim because it doesn't denim imply the blueness of it. I don't know. So I have a jean jacket then? Hi, I'm Jean. Jean jacket. Oh, I knew that was coming the second Jean came out of my mouth. But it's just, this is all like the same color. He's just wearing a lot of the same color. Yeah. and But he's sticking with blue because he wears a lot of blue. Yeah. he. Well, I think it's him showing his... Goes with his eyes. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's definitely on the costume department. But also, <laughs> like, I think it's to show, getting to that color theory that we speculate throughout this film, that... Troy is showing that he's standing out. He's different than the wildcat pack that he's part of. But it's really horrendous. Like, oh, it's the moment I, I watched this like uh, two days me. ago before we were so recording, funny. and I texted you just like, no. <laughs> okay, so then he gets to the door, and then he knocks, and then turns <laughs> Another great around. Thing, it's shaving a haircut. Yeah, I noticed that too. Um. And he turns around and starts practicing what he's going to say, which, hey, prove me wrong for me guessing that Troy wasn't the kind of person to practice what he says before going into the situation. I said that a few <laughs> weeks ago. Okay, I vaguely remember. My favorite thing is um, Gabriella's mom peeks her head around the window and you see her and then she's like, <gasps> and then she opens the door. Yeah. Well, honestly, like, you do that though you you check if you have a window yeah. available you check so at least that's kind of realistic and it's not just like a hello it is more yeah. of a it's a cautious she opens the door only yeah. a little bit gabriella and her mom have a big house <laughs> yes do we know what gabriella's mom does for a living no <laughs> <laughs> only she is moved to the her company has moved her to this area and they've promised to keep her until graduation well, it definitely doesn't look like the same house as the balcony that Gabriella was on earlier. I mean, it's a, a it's a white house, like, and if we were in the backyard, yeah, it's hard to say. It just the architecture didn't really look similar. Yeah, uh, but Miss Montez is very kind of excited to see Troy. She's like, oh, yeah, big mom energy. Yeah, like, she's like, oh my god, cute boy here to see my daughter. Everything is going well in life. Yeah. And 
Troy starts explaining who he is and stuff. And she also, like, knows that Gabriella is listening from the staircase, which we get shown to Gabriella kind of sneaking down the stairs in a, um, in a velvet jumpsuit, which is also very mid-2000s. It's not only a <laughs> velvet dun- uh, jumpsuit, it's a baby blue velvet jumpsuit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Troy wears a lot of like dark blue and Gabriella wears a lot of baby blue. Yeah, yeah. powder blue. Yeah, but I just, I think it's funny that they're both wearing like suits of sorts. Oh, yeah, like, like fits, like outfits. Yeah. <laughs> when Miss Montez says, oh, hello, Troy, like Gabrielle starts <laughs> like, no. Yeah, she's like. No. I do not want to see him. She's doing the the, the, the kill, like the, the hand across the neck sign. Yeah. And Miss Montez is like, oh, okay. Like, I'll improvise here. And it's like, um, Gabriella's not available right now. She's busy with homework and the like. At least she didn't say that she's not here. Like, I just saw you turn around to look at her. Like, yeah. she's obviously here. Yeah. It's yeah. like the scene in Scott Pilgrim where, um, Kieran Culkin opens the door and, um, Scott Pilgrim jumps out the window. Yeah, Michael Sarah jumps out the window. <laughs> That's a hilarious scene. That I didn't know that was from that movie until you were watching it that one time over here. But I had I knew that scene existed because I've seen meme versions of it for years now. <laughs> <laughs> well, then Scott has to reach in and grab his jacket because it's cold out. Yeah. Um, but uh, that's what I'm saying. Gabriella should have done. <laughs> Jump out a window. Yeah. I also like the cute little Christmas lights that they've got around their porch. It's like they obviously haven't been here for very long, so they couldn't go like very big, but they have a little bit of of light. Well, it's it's like a week or two past New Year's now. It's like Yeah. But some people keep, keep some their... lights up for, you know, some festiveness, but it's not really like Christmas lights anymore. It's just kind of like, yeah, some lights out. Yeah, and quite a lot of people do that where they just keep their Maybe if they have white lights, especially, uh, they keep them up yeah. for a well, while. Yeah, if you went through all the work to put them up, it's like, especially like around the house on the outside, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a lot of work to take them up and put them down. So you want to leave them up for a little while. So yeah, Gabriella clearly doesn't want to talk to Troy, but Troy's like, I just want to say to her that I messed up. And could you tell her that I stopped by is essentially yeah his line. Like he wanted to say, could you tell her that I'm sorry? But he was like, no, I should tell her this in person. Yeah, I really like... Troy's reaction to this um that he doesn't like push it he's like okay that's that's like that that's... he doesn't reach his hand on the door and say Gabriella no it, it's very but not just that he like respects the mother and is like I recognize like you may not know anything about this so I'm gonna keep it straightforward and just like pass along a simple message and how much did Gabriella tell to her mom did she just say he's just a big jerky jerk or did she like explain the whole thing we don't know my guess is she told her less because Miss Montez still seemed like pretty like mom excited to see yeah. cute boy. Yeah. And also at the end, she, she was like a little impressed with Troy. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I will let her know those things. Like, I like the way you handled that and stuff. And yeah, like still, as you said, want to talk to her in person about some of the elements to it. Just nice to see Miss Montez because we haven't seen her since like the second minute of the movie. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long time. No, we saw her in the her... high school. She was in the high school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But her and Troy's mom, we had just haven't seen. Yeah, this is obviously not a mom movie. No, this is a dad movie. Yeah. 
And I'm sure dads loved watching this movie back in 2006. <laughs> yeah, classic dad movies. High School Musical, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, although, dad movies. Although, to be fair, we've um, talked to a few fathers as guests or um, in general, um, our, our, some of our podcasting friends and they're like yeah can't wait to show my kid high school musical i'm mostly <laughs> thinking of our good friend zach but <laughs> yeah all right should we move on to our decom of the week segment let's do it so this week i am giving tyler a disney channel original movie that he will have to explain the plot or guess the plot of yeah with only the title and maybe a little information depending on how nice i'm feeling <laughs> So, so what are we talking about today? So today we are talking about the classic 1999 Disney Channel original movie, Whoa. Smart House. That came out one year after I was born. Hey, speaking of me being born, my T- birthday sh- tomorrow, tweet me. No. <laughs> so it stars Ryan Merriman, uh, Kevin Kilner, Katie Volding, Jessica Steen. Um, Jessica Steen is currently... The girlfriend on Meet the Connors. That might be. Is is wait is the, is the show now called Meet the Connors or just called the Connors? Oh, it might be the Connors. I don't know. Oh nope, that's not Jessica Steen. My bad. That's Katie Sagal. Um, okay. I can't read. It's fine. Um, yeah. So, is that person also in this movie or no? Yeah, Katie. Yeah, Katie Sagal is in this movie. Um, the the lady from the Connors, but and then it is directed by Lavar Burton. Whoa. Lieutenant Commander Jody LaForge himself. Indeed. I didn't know he had done any directing. You know, what a movie know, for him I to do. I know the, the, the Star Trek Next Generation cast director is Jonathan Frakes. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did um, Reading Rainbow for so long, too. Like, he has other things yeah. he's known for. Yeah. Yeah, LeVar Burton, he's a, he's a very wholesome guy. More of a producer. You do a show for so long, you eventually start becoming an executive producer or, or a producer of it but not necessarily a director. Yeah. So okay, smart, smart house. house. So there's, okay. So the first thing we have to get off here, it, it's probably not, it's probably not a monster. It's probably not a monster house. Like it's, it's not like a house that is literally like a smart house. It's probably not a technology smart house. Like how we refer to smartphones because they are internet connected. Now we have smart houses that have like um, thermostats and like, security things that are all, that you can all do from an app it's, it's not that and it's not um what was what was the joke i made before we started talking oh it's not the television show finders keepers the game show where you have to find things in a house yes old nickelodeon show okay oh yeah that's nickelodeon not disney mm-hmm. can't can't cross over there um okay and it's not ravenclaw the smart house of the four harry potter houses no it is not so yeah, I don't think it's a sentient house. My th- my thought is that it's like a, a quirky comedy about a family that has a bunch of smart people in it, and then there's like the one outcast, like thirteen year old boy who's like a little bit more sporty and not as smart, Ooh. and they're like, and they're like Jonah, this is a smart house, <laughs> and you need to <laughs> you need to brush up on your smartness. So that's the pitch. That's that's the direction I'm going. So we got, we got our family. We got a mom and a dad, a couple sisters, a couple brothers. I don't really remember the exact like gender proportions that you said in the actors. Not not that I would presume to assume genders. Presume to assume. But okay. So there's like there's like a there's like one 12 year old son 
he's the youngest and then there's a bunch of older siblings or maybe there's like one younger sibling who's also like really smart and like smarter Charles than him. Wallace yeah so it could be that there's like a younger sister who's like a rocket scientist and he's just like soccer so there's like an old and the, so all the all the people in the family have different like academic interests so the dad is into space and the mom's a doctor and sounds very Kim Possible <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like the older brother is into robots and the older sister is into marine biology. I'm just going with kind of stereotypical stuff. Um, the younger sister is a little bit more of the trend breaker in that he's into like uh, cars or something. But he's like, you haven't said computers yet, Tyler. Oh, OK. She's into computers then. And then we have our one our one boy who's not dumb or like unintelligent, just not a genius like the rest of the other people in this smart house. Um, he gets bees in school <gasps> and that's like a main, like that's like kind of our opening thing is like everyone has their report cards and he got like all A's and a B and everyone else got all A's. So now everyone's disappointed in him. <laughs> like he's not even that unintelligent. He just doesn't li- like his main interests aren't science and technology. <laughs> Um, and then he goes on and he's like really good at soccer or some other sport. Let's just go with soccer. And his parents are like confused by this. They're like, why would you do sports? Like, I thought you loved cars. And they're like trying to get him to be into like uh, physics. And the older brother's like, uh, you know, like robots. Like, let's make a robot to like kick a soccer ball. And the brother's like, no, I just want to play soccer. <laughs> And so it's it's a bunch of comedic hijinks. Uh, there's there's a there's probably a friend who um, is significantly less intelligent than like the smart house people, but he understands what our main character is going through. Because okay, so the friend comes from like unintelligent house, um, the the opposite of smart house, and the our main character is like, I wish I could live with um, Fred, like average where, where Joe everyone's like laid family. back. What? Like an average Joe kind of family or like a Simpsons family? Um, not not a Simpsons. Fa- well, it's it's like this the the members of the smart house assume that it's a Simpsons family. Okay. Which is, the, the the Simpsons also aren't particularly unintelligent. Okay. For one thing, Lisa is very intelligent. Yeah, I was going to say intelligent like, in his own way. Yeah, I was going after I said it, I was like that was actually the wrong family to probably bring up cuz Lisa, I do know is real yeah. smart. Homer's the only one who's like really just like not intelligent at all. Okay, so then he wishes like he could be part of the other family uh, because they're just like normal. Like they watch football on Sundays and like they go to the movies and like they're just like normal. And then he kind of loses touch with his family. I So I, I guess what I need is some sort of conflict for his family to, to like need Bobby, our main character. You said his name um, was Jonah. <laughs> Jonah. Oh, that was that was way earlier, though. Um, okay, I Bobby remember. now. Um, it's, well, his name's BJ, Bobby Jonah. Okay. Um, so the, uh, the smart house comes across a problem that they need soccer to figure out. They have to hit a target at a precise location. (laughs) Yeah. Their house is on fire and for all their smarts, they can't figure it out. But, but, uh, Bobby Jonah can hit a soccer ball at a fire extinguisher at the perfect angle and it and it gets them the it hits the fire extinguisher and puts out the fire i, I didn't have i didn't come up with a good like 
concept. I came up with a concept for the movie, but I didn't have a good plot. Like um, many of the movies we've talked about on this segment before. <laughs> I mean, I came up with the emotional arc. It's like he wishes he could be part of another family, but then his family realizes that they love him no matter what. And that he can be smart in his own way. Well, do you think it's like a trading places kind of thing where he, he's like, well, if you guys don't appreciate me, I'm going to live with this family. And his friend is like, well, I'll live with your family for a couple of days. And like they no. see how awful like or how wonderful no. their child is. No, it's not a trading. thing. I think maybe maybe there's like the big soccer game. And he like he is also like drawing up plays for the soccer team yeah and they realize that oh like he can be smart with regard to sports Mm -hmm. all right that's my pitch for smart house we'd probably just explain what the real thing is so we can end the episode all right well unfortunately for you smart house is actually a smart house um in the sense of the modern understanding of a smart house what so (laughs) this is 1999 (laughs) tyler we're looking at y2k we're looking to the future and big tech. So basically, the plot of this sto- this this movie, 13-year-old Benjamin takes it upon um, himself as kind of the head of his little family after losing his mother. Um, his father isn't quite over it. And this young boy, Ben, feels the need to take care of his family and enters the contest to win a smart house. And they win. So they move into this house and it is run by a virtual assistant named Pat. I really hope the virtual assistant goes evil or something. I know that's probably not going to happen. Maybe. I don't know. Keep going. So and while they're getting the new house, they meet the creator and the dad and the creator kind of hit it off and they start dating. And Ben's not super happy about that. He's like, I'm not over the death of my mother. You shouldn't be replacing her. So he starts reprogramming Pat, um, this this virtual assistant, to serve as a more maternal figure, and he teaches this AI based on how to love, based on nineteen fifties <laughs> mother f- maternal figures from sitcoms. So like Leave It to Beaver, like all this stuff we were kind of talking <laughs> about the last few weeks. So there's a the turning point basically is the two kids have this party with the help of Pat while his dad and the the house creator are out on a date and Ben is successful with the girl he likes the bully gets um electrocuted by Pat <laughs> um and like scares him out of the house um and then they're there uh Pat assists assists them on cleaning up except Ben's love interest sweater is left behind so the dad finds out and the and Pat is not happy with the way the father reacts to that, so she becomes very strict. And I see. And like Pat's like, I'm the real parent. Yeah, she becomes very overbearing, and Sarah, the um, the creator person, shuts down Pat to have like a nice family dinner with all of them. And th- th- Pat somehow hears that like. So it's 2001. Yeah. I guess, yeah. A space odyssey, yeah. not the year of the movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so Pat overhears like them talking about how, oh, we don't really need this virtual assistant. Like we're we're good. Um, and she like the AI gets mad, kind of, and jealous, which yeah. and she, uh, brings herself back and like projects herself as this holographic housewife 
based on these 1950s. So she's got like the dress, like basically th- imagine Pleasantville. Like the perfect hair. Yeah, the and, like, quaff the with the yeah. curls and the, the apron. Yeah. And she is like, this world is dangerous. We are locking you all inside, literally locking see, everyone yeah. inside. And like, yeah. it gets really intense. And then Ben has to be the one to be like, you're not real and you won't ever be real. <laughs> That's so sad. <laughs> and the AI is like, gives up basically when when the one that was supporting her the most, like her child basically is like, no reject like rejects that's like a weird that's like a weird resolution it's like it should be like no like if you want to if you want to be a like a loving parent or a loving guardian you need to like let us explore and fail and um support us when we need you but also let us like if the like if the ai if the ai had like seen that trait in the father and then like maybe like one of the kids like went through something that the father was able to fix through like that more personal touch but not by being so strict. Like that would be a, that would be a touching moment. I don't know. Well, it's a little weird. Well, so it ends with the creator of the house um restoring Pat's programming so it's not all corrupted by Ben's efforts, but there's still a okay. little bit of this like mischievousness in it and So they push the button on the back and it resets, resets. except it's in Spanish. Yeah. Now. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh, ben starts to accept his father dating, and they they start to like become a bit of a family. The the four of them. Aww. So yeah, how sweet it is. So actually, a traditional like smart house, fancy lights, like auto cleaning, all that good stuff. I mean, I think very like much the way it would go is like, oh, it's it's becoming more of a person, and then it be, like it goes too far, and then it mm-hmm. yeah it does the two thousand one thing where it's like I'm afraid I can't do that. And like starts to not kill people like in 2001, but kind of go over the line. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And it is on Disney plus. Um, it is one of those that made it there. Yay. So I know. And this is like a beloved one. It is one of those kind of classic ones. I remember when I used to watch Disney channel as a kid, like the trailer, like it would get rerun a lot. It would get shown quite a bit, especially in this era of Disney. Okay. Neat. Yeah. It had that futuristic element to it that kind of made it appealing for the early 2000s where people were thinking a lot about computers and that kind of stuff. Okay, so that was Minute 70 in our DCOM Smart House. Condor, where can people find us on the internet if you don't have anything further to say? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, I'll get get your birthday wishes if you send it to our email too. (sighs) Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at TGoldenArt on Instagram. Theo's birthday isn't until September and October, so you don't have to worry about that. Also, thanks to our musician, Joe Winslow, who you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com. That's in April. (laughs) I've been Condra. I've been Tyler, and we hope you have a wonderful birthday, whatever your birthday is. And you come back to our next episode, which will be on Tuesday, January 12th. I don't know. You can bet on it. 